want you to put the word out there that we back up. Understand me? We back up. Down with the kid! Now for something completely different. Welcome to the Kings of Sport, the program changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous sports podcast, a.k.a. iTunes' longest running weekly episodic podcast. I'm already lying, Chris. We ain't even two minutes into the show. It's not a weekly episodic <laughs> podcast. iTunes' longest running episodic podcast. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> we ain't going to put no be- qualifiers on it. It's an episodic yeah. podcast produced and hosted by two or more African-Americans not affiliated with a major network. We are back and better than ever. I, of course, am the Godfather, Nate Milton, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I am joined by... Uh, my my co-host here, um, and we will we'll get to some news surrounding that here in a second. But uh, y'all know this right. man, y'all love this man. He's from the NWA podcast. Uh, he's from the Kings of Sport Patreon, where you uh, heard him on the Twenty Twin Twin uh, uh, many years ago. But he is here. He is the Mayor Pro Tem of Los Angeles, California. He is still in that hangover phase, and I can't tell if he's hungover from the mimosas <laughs> at brunch or hungover from that Lakers victory to propel them to the conference finals. But here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the angry intellectual himself. Some call him Moderna Chris. Some call him Mimosa Chris. But I just call him the professor, Chris Ely. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Man, chilling, chilling. Yes, I am still riding high off of my Los Angeles Lakers entering in the Mm. playoffs at a dismal number seven. Mm. Um, and now we are in the final four. Um, I, 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 I'm not um, taking Denver lightly. I, I, I definitely think they're they are serious contenders. Um, and if they if they get past us, they'll win it all. I believe. Depending on you know, I, I always look at matchups before I make predictions. But um, I knew this was destiny. I said um, 
last month on this show um, and at the beginning of the year. We see you out there, brother light skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, we, we do what we can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about basketball. I, I haven't even been paying any attention to NFL news, but I'm going to um, start, you know, if, if you know. When I'm on this, when I'm on, I gotta know what's going on, right? <laughs> yes, yes. We, you know, we, you, especially now, Chris. And and since uh, you you said when you're on, you gotta know what's going on. So let's get to it because we do have some housekeeping to take care of before we get into the sports uh, this week. Uh, so for for keen listeners and keen viewers of the Kings of Sport, you will know that this is the first time. Speaking of the NFL, that we have done a proper episode of the podcast since after the Super Bowl. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that because also if you're a keen uh, viewer or listener, you notice we started tonight at 7.55. Now, Chris, people should know by now, if we tell you we're going to start at 7, expect us to show up around 7.05, 7.10, maybe even 7.20. But but this, this tonight was an egregious uh, example of CPT. And, and part of the reason why it was so egregious was because I was supposed to be home from work at mm-hmm. 6.30. I did not right. get home from work until 7 o'clock when we were supposed to start. And so, you know, Chris, to his credit, was flexible with the time, and we were able to scramble and get things going like they should. Uh, but that leads us to why the show's been so sporadic as of late, and it's because Chris and I are busy, busy. Like, we are Jimmy Butler leaning over the table in that bubble finals busy. We 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 tired, tired, Chris. And so yeah, as much as we would like to do this show on a more consistent basis, we just haven't been able to. And so Chris and I put our heads together this past week and we decided to make some changes around here uh with the Kings of Sport podcast. Uh some aesthetic changes, as some of you might Notice our, our new fancy logo. Uh, we were also in the works to get a new theme song because we're tired of getting copyright hits from Run DMC. As much as we love those brothers, uh, we are going to change up the theme song a bit. Um, but another thing that we are going to do is expand the the monarchy, if you will, Chris. And we want to bring on new voices. We want to empower and platform uh Younger voices, uh, you know, black, brown voices, female voices. We want to share kind of what we've built over the past 10 years, you know, with with me and Marcus and now with me and you. And so um, there's a couple things that we need to kind of get to. Number one, I've been doing this show for pretty much the last year, Chris, without an official co-host. And, and, you know, um, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you guys know that Chris... Uh, besides being a professor, besides being a great podcaster, Chris was leading our Kings of Sport Exploratory Committee to <laughs> find a new co-host. And then this week, Chris said, you know, Nate, I found the perfect candidate to be your official co-host going forward. Somebody that the people are going to love. The brother is smart. The brother is funny. I said, word, Chris, who is this man? Chris said, I looked in the mirror and that man was me. I'm him. <laughs> Chris Ely, ladies and gentlemen, is now going to take his spot on the throne as the official co-host of the podcast, brother. It's it's good to have you, man. You've been down with the show since day one, and so we figured why 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 try to force something into a spot when you got you got a good a good brother right here. So, Chris, welcome aboard officially. Uh, we're glad to have you, man. 
Oh yeah, thanks. And it, it's it works for me because um, um, my weekends are always the most free, you know, um, unless um, me and um, uh, Mrs. are celebrating something or um, just something's going on, you know. But I can always schedule around things on, on the weekend. The weekdays, mm -hmm. um, not so much. But the but the weekends, I'm a little bit flexible, you know, and also we've got so many like people, you know, that we that are going to be rotating in and out too. So, you yeah, know, that's a good thing as well. So, um, and it, it when, makes sense too, Chris, because you, much mm -hmm. like Marcus, you're in LA. And so mm -hmm. I feel like it's easier to schedule for you and me given that time difference because there are times yeah. when. I can only record after work, but it's not super late for you versus somebody yeah. that might be on the East Coast and can't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a specific time. <laughs> That's the, one of the uh, benefits of uh, living on uh, the left coast. Um, mm. But yeah, that 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 does make uh, this job. Um, a little bit easier, you know, and, and and like I said, like you said, this is you know transition period for um, us um, as to what we do, um, and um, just you know, hopefully everyone stays stays along for the ride uh, with yeah. us, and um, you know, that's one thing I will say. Like uh, as sporadic as we've been over the past year. Uh, because of yeah. the craziness of our schedules. And I think everybody's experienced this, Chris, kind of post-COVID. Uh, now I guess we're officially post-COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the pandemic, the pandemic, I, I make the analogy. You know, I use the Jimmy Butler analogy to show how tired we were. I make the analogy yeah. to the pandemic era. It felt like LeBron on the heat. You know what I mean? Right. It felt like we could just four or five nights a week we're doing shows or, you know, we're, we're guesting on other people's shows and we're just coming up with shows for the sake of coming up with shows and we're having fun. You know, we, 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 we just out here balling Chris and yeah. post pandemic. We're like LeBron in that series against golden state where it was like LeBron and Matthew Della Vadova. And that was it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like we yeah. ain't got no, no help, no, no allies out here <laughs> yeah. in, in this game, Chris. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we got yeah, we yeah. We can't like we even can't, get Draymond suspended. You know, nah, we can't even get Draymond suspended. Like we can't keep trying <laughs> to put up forty every night, Chris. It just yeah. don't work. Uh, so so yeah. one of the things as you mentioned, we we want to bring in new team members and keep them rotating. And so one of the things that we're planning to do is uh, bring in new voices, not only in front of the cameras and in front of the microphones but also behind the scenes to help out with production mm -hmm. uh, because editing is a big part of this podcast game and we need a little bit more help on that front uh but we also since we know like chris and i the most we can do the most we can do is like one or two shows a month as ter in terms of the kings of sport proper uh and and two might even be pushing it but like we can give you one uh but what are we going to do mm -hmm. with the other three weeks out of the month what are we going to do with all this other time that, you know, folks want to hear kind of our perspective, our voice. And so Chris and I were thinking, you know what? We know so many talented people, people that you've heard on this show, like Andrew Thompson, uh, people that you've heard from the NWA podcast, like Chinere Okafor. Like there are a lot of talented uh, men and women out here who have a voice and just need more amplification. And we've already got 
the infrastructure of the Kings of Sport built, Chris. And so why not Mm -hmm. try to bring new people on? And so for the rest of the year, that's going to be the game plan. Like Chris and I are going to give you the Kings of Sport once a month. And then we're going to try to build out from that and introduce new shows, new voices, new opinions, and uh, keep this thing going. Yeah, sounds like a plan to me, yo. You know, because you know, that, that's the one thing. When when Marcus left, I know him and I talked about this, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't want the the show to die just because, you know, Marcus had to go and because I was getting mm-hmm. busier. Uh, so we want to keep this thing going. You know, we, we this is our 10th year, Chris. We, we didn't put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this game, man. And uh, we, mm-hmm. we ain't done yet. You and me out here wearing pink salmon jackets like Mark Henry, Chris. We got a lot yeah. in the tank, brother. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to bring on some new voices. And one of the people that is going to uh, be a voice that hopefully you guys uh, and girls love and, and, and get to know over the next few months is a brother that reached out to us, Chris. Reached mm-hmm. out and said, hey, y'all, y'all need some help on these streets? And, and, and you know, you know, Chris. First, you know, you and me was kind of looking at this brother like Drake, talking about no new friends, no new friends. We, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need nobody. We got this, you know. But then the more I talk to the brother, he's he's a good dude, and uh, we we are honored to bring this man into the team. And uh, you know, like like I said, he might be doing some stuff in front of the camera. He might be doing some stuff in front of the mics and also behind the scenes. But uh, he gonna get in where he fits in. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for this man that I'm bringing to the stage. Ramondo Williams, a.k.a. Sugar Ray in the building. <laughs> hey, how's, how you guys doing? How you guys doing? We good, brother. We are good. Thank you for, uh, you know, reaching out to us. And, um, you know, it took a little while, but everything happens when it's supposed to. So we we glad you uh, signed up. You know, we glad you took the Mustang Challenge, as The Rock would say. Uh, what was that movie, Chris, where The Rock played the white man? Gridiron oh, the, um Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest. We all know movies of movies of make believe, Ray. But that was one of the biggest. Y'all ain't right moments I've seen in the movie because, you know, they the rock played this this tough football coach. I think it was based in a on a California like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So, so he played this a, movie. A Rock, yeah. Correction mm-hmm. facility that, that I've worked at. Before. OK. Wow. See, they could have got Chris mm-hmm. to play the coach. <laughs> they could have got Chris. <laughs> he could have been an exhibit. Chris. He Chris could have been exhibit exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then at the end of the movie, they show you like the real players and how they looked in real life mm. and the real coaches, and then they show you the head coach. And I'm like, this man don't look nothing like nothing like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's just a regular right. garden variety <laughs> white man out here looking like Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> he did have some like like a. Uh, um... Like a, one of those um, afros that, like, who, like who, what white guy can I describe it as? The um, white guy that had an afro? Yeah, like, like he had like a Howie Mandel kind wow. of hairstyle, oh, except wow. a little like, bit uh, kinkier. Like old school Howie Mandel afro? <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. But All yeah. Right. So, so, Ray, uh, before we get into this hoop, man, let the people know a little bit about yourself, brother. You know, what kind of what you're interested in and, uh, you know, what, what what you think you can bring to this squad, brother? Well, first, I'm so honored. You, you say you're honored to have me. I'm, I'm so, so honored to be a part of the team. And you guys are the kings. I'm just a guy who 
rolls out the red carpet and you know brushes <laughs> off get a lip brush brush off the throne for right now um uh, i've been long time listener to not only just the kings of sport but also when you guys are dating back to the law days and uh, i've just been listening along and it, it feels like every time i hear you guys on the headphones it's like i'm already having a conversation with you guys when i'm listening to you guys so it's, it's just a honor and a privilege to be a part of the team and i'm just going to do my best um i'm a big sports fan uh especially with combat sports when it comes to pro wrestling which you guys are pretty much experts in and also with uh mixed martial arts mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. doesn't get a lot of play within like the black culture and you know with, with some things with the primary organization having a, a certain president uh, on mm. their airwaves certain amount of times. It's like, mm. it's not really <laughs> like the black demographic or the black, yeah, black demographic, it really isn't getting enough attention within the sport. So I, I, I just hope to add a little bit of commentary to that uh, from a black fans perspective, uh, something that you guys have been doing just excellently uh, for the last 10 years. And I just look forward to continuing with you guys. I know we're standing on the shoulder of giants and uh, one particular caramel colored giant who's in the, in the chat right now, who's doing big things, doing big things in the four letter network. He's doing big things. So I'm uh, um, just hoping uh, we can live up to that and I, I could just play my part and do my best to help out. You know, one one uh, debarge-looking giant out there, <laughs> the, the lost debarge brother. Shout out to that man. Uh, but I, I like what you're saying, Ray, because here's the thing: like, and, and we'll definitely have to talk more MMA uh, down the line, and and who knows, maybe that could spin off into its own show. You know, when we're when we're talking about what to do with the rest of the weeks out of the month. But uh, mm -hmm. last night was a big. Uh, I don't know if you'd say big, but it was a pretty significant UFC show. Like I watched the uh, prelims before I went to work. And it was just like, because I've kind of fallen, not out of love with MMA, Ray, but just mm -hmm. between a lot of the MAGA stuff going on and then mm -hmm. Dana White, like, not being a likable human being a, a lot of times. And then the yeah. fighters not being paid what they owed. And then just being busy, like, and having so mm -hmm. many, like, I, I've got so little free time. When I do have a little, when I do have a little free time, I'm watching... MCU stuff or I'm watching wrestling or I'm watching traditional sports and so I don't have a lot of real estate for MMA but I had like an right. hour or two before I had to go to work yesterday and uh, I'm just watching these prelims and I'm like you know what I, I still like this sport and so yeah we will definitely have to you know get you talking about that and, and uh, you know maybe expand our audience because I know there's a lot of people particularly like you said man folks that look like us that mm -hmm. like combat sports but maybe their needs aren't being serviced by some of the podcasts out there. Yes, sir. I, I totally agree. And um, I want to get off on a total tangent, but it, it's just, um, I don't know. It was a couple of years ago where um, they tried to pull off a black history month, uh, <laughs> a black <laughs> history month tribute. <laughs> um, uh <-huh>. And <laughs> like the first vignette that they came out to, celebrate Black History Month was one of their uh, Caucasian fighters who adopted a black child. Mm. And I was like, mm. you guys yeah. are reading the room. 
That's what the, the white savior W does. Like, damn, <laughs> even, even Cody Devontae Rose looked at that after he gave his speech and was like, nah, yeah. that ain't it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't, and I, I want to say this real quick. I don't mind white people adopting uh, black children. I, I have no problem with that at all. I do have a problem when you act like you did some kind of like special thing thing for doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I I know plenty of white people who've adopted, especially those that are caught in the uh, juvenile justice system, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know plenty of kids who white parents have adopted them and they live better lives and I talk to them and they're doing great. Um, so I, d- I definitely want to say that, but yeah, don't ever do that and expect like, in like you deserve some kind of special cookie or re- right. reward for doing that. You know, there's only <laughs> been one white man in the history of white men that had the right, Chris, to brag and boast <laughs> about adopting black kids, and even he didn't do that. So if if Philip Drummond. Yeah, I was going to say Mr. Drummond. If Mr. Drummond walked out on these streets taking a picture for adopting black kids, then you shouldn't either, Corey. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I just threw yeah. Corey. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that was the whitest name he, I could think he, of at the time. Yeah. He had those kids up in a uh, Manhattan uh, penthouse. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Philip Drummond. Actually, Philip yeah. Drummond and George and Ma'am off of Webster. They the only Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Because he played for the Bears. Yeah, he played. Yep. And their their apartment was uh was nice too. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and we, I remember that episode where Webster burnt it down. Oh, um, <laughs> and I remember I remember the episode with uh the Jets uh mm. was on the episode. <laughs> yeah, shit. Right, we going off on tech. Shout out yeah. to the Jets wherever they are. But um, uh, all yeah. right. So let's let's talk some hoops, fellas. Let's get into this round ball. Uh, <laughs> Because we are down to the final four, as Chris mentioned earlier, filled with legendary perennial teams. Teams such as the Celtics, Mm -hmm. the Lakers, the Miami Heat, and the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. The Denver Nuggets. We're with your boy, the Joker, out here on these streets. Two-time MVP. Uh... So I am I'm intrigued, man. I feel like this postseason for the NBA hasn't gone to form in part due to injuries, uh, but also I feel due to a lot of moves that were made at the trade deadline that started to show off in the postseason, like the Lakers, Chris. I feel like the right. moves that they made, uh, I liked them at the time. I think they got overshadowed when Kyrie was traded to Dallas. And people thought that was going to be the thing that lit the fire under the Mavericks. And then KD, of course, going to Phoenix. But the Lakers completely transformed that roster. And they brought in depth. They brought in uh, cats like Rui Hachimura and Jared Vanderbilt that I think helped in the front court. Uh, They brought uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, uh, the the snitch that he was. He's he's a snitch no more. Uh, (laughs) He's helping the team. Uh, And then I feel like uh, one of the players that has just kind of stepped up, and we talked about him this morning when we were on True Hill Heat, Chris, your boy yeah. Austin Reeves on this street. So let's start in the right. West because that's where you are, Chris. Uh, we got yeah, yeah, Austin yeah. Reeves, LeBron, Rui, AD, the whole squad. 
the seventh seed going up against the Denver Nuggets. And I will tell you, Chris, my prediction is the same thing I said this morning. If the series mm-hmm. goes seven games, Denver is going to advance to the finals. The Lakers, right. to me, they have to win it in six. I think they can because they have a good mix of youth and experience. Uh, but that 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 man Joker, that man Joker is a yeah, bad yeah. brother, Chris. Yeah, he's the real deal, man. And I mean, I think like for me, um, in the uh, if you if you caught me on Twitter, um, I did I do not take um the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies seriously, um, because I don't think they take themselves seriously, right? L- mm-hmm. Like just look That's at John Morant. Yeah, look at John Morant today. Uh, Dylan Brooks going on, uh, woofing, calling LeBron old. Um, and for, for me, if you're going to do, I don't mind that stuff, but um, if you do that, you do need to, um, you know, you got to show up on the court, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, you, 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 you can't call yourself a, a Kobe stopper um, <laughs> and then not stop Kobe, you know, it's just, it's just the way it, the way it goes, you know, same with this. If you're going to call LeBron old, you need, you need to be um, handling your business on the court. Um, I, I, I think like um, these, like the Lakers, the moves that they made just completely turn that team around. Um, I didn't see it coming exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I was surprised by it, by just you know how like fast like the right pieces and the right coaching situation mm-hmm. can um, j- just turn everything around. Like um, I, uh, you know, Wessel Westbrook. You know, I, I like him, but I, you know, he had to go. Um, yeah, he wasn't. It, it wasn't um, a good fit, right? It just it just wasn't a good marriage, and the the Clippers are cursed. Um, so <laughs> it, it's it's just that simple. People and, I, and people, I have to explain to people because I don't think I've explained this on the show, uh, Nate and Ray. Um, the Clippers are the Clippers and the Kings. They are beyond. Cursed. The Kings are the Kings are not as cursed as the Clippers, but they are still cursed. And when I say the Clippers are cursed, <clears throat> I mean and, and when I say the Kings are cursed, um let's 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 start with the Kings. I believe that every single Warriors player could have been on the Kings, and every single Kings player could have been on the Warriors, <laughs> and the Warriors would have still won. It's wow. not the players. Hold on, Chris. Hold on. You saying you saying if the Kings had Steph and Clay, they wouldn't have won, dog? No, they would have still. They see because it's 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 the the, the cursedness of the Kings is the problem, <laughs> and it's the same thing. I didn't believe the stuff about the Clippers cursed because I remember people used to say jokingly say that to me when I was a kid. They're like, "Oh, the Clippers are cursed," and and I just be like, "Because I'm a I'm a Clippers fan, I just don't like them as much as the Lakers." And I'm like, "That sounds ridiculous and stuff." And then when what what, what changed me around and like, "Oh, these dudes are definitely cursed," was the Lob City days mm. where they were like right next to making it to the Western Conference Finals and right. they just find ways of losing, right? So 
that's it. You save yourself a lot of pain and heartache if you Man. go into the NBA season. If you live in Sacramento, <laughs> you know your you just know your team is cursed. If you live in Los Angeles and you're a Clippers fan, <laughs> just understand. Be a Clippers fan. Shout out to that good man, Clipper Daryl. Yeah, Clipper Daryl, Balmer, all those cats. Shout out to him. Frankie um, Muniz. Is he still going to the Clippers? Yeah, Frankie game? Muniz, uh, Billy Crystal, mm. Kadeem Hardison, all the Clippers <laughs> nation. Uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Um, <sighs> you, you guys are fans of a cursed franchise so what you're saying Chris you know <clears throat> you mentioned like the celebrities that go to the Clippers game so when Kadeem Hardison is sitting there looking at the Staples uh, or, or the crypto arena when the Clippers play then when he goes to watch the Lakers play you're saying it's a different world <laughs> yeah it is it is and that's the thing too is they think and they think that there's these answers that are going to fix them being cursed the clippers are cursed no matter what city they play in no matter what arena they play in no matter what their name is they were cursed when they were the buffalo braves decades ago it's it just is what it is. They were cursed when they were in San Diego. Mm-hmm. They were cursed when they were playing at the LA Sports Arena. They're cursed at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. They're about to be still cursed when they go to Inglewood. These guys are cursed. They can't win. They could change the owner. I don't I don't think it's and there's just something there. They gotta call mm-hmm. an exorcist or um <laughs> There, there's some, and I'm not. Uh, you guys know I'm not a supernatural person. I'm not a religious person. But there is something there in that organization mm. that is making this thing. You say as long just, as Donald Sterling is still alive, the Clippers will never win. That might break it. That might break it when he finally um, stops being a a coffin dodger and. Uh, <laughs> And it uh, goes to that great beyond that could break the curse, but I don't know. I, I've I've run out of ideas for for breaking the Clippers curse. I think the Kings, the pathway to breaking their curse is a little bit mm. easier than the uh, <laughs> than the. I like uh, I like what the Kings did. Uh, like yeah. this this past season, like they're mm-hmm. they're on the come up, but you know they're like- still. A- a lot of these legacy teams, like the Lakers, like the Warriors, yeah. that they had to yeah. get through. And then you got, like, a squad like Denver, mm-hmm. which is, like, a great yeah. mix of, like, veterans, but also, like, they're not, like, old veterans. Like, Jokic is a veteran, but he's he's still got his best years ahead of him, perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah, he so, does. So I'm going uh, – what like, what are you saying, Chris? Put, put it on the table. What What's your prediction for that series? Um <clears> – <throat> I'm I'm like with most of my colleagues um, and friends that are saying about this. I think if it's, if if the Lakers can still won in uh, the mountains, mm-hmm. they they will win in six. You know how's LeBron um, gonna do against that altitude though, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, like LeBron, uh, he does those Ruffles commercials. <laughs> Um, and those uh, Pepsi commercials. I promise you, he ain't eating any ruffles <laughs> or drinking any Pepsi during <laughs> 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 this. He, that dude is on. Like, if if you ever 
get a chance to watch uh, this YouTube video, uh, sports, sports science, I believe, on LeBron mm-hmm. James. That dude spends a ridiculous amount of money on yes. his the food he eats during the season and stuff like that. Um, so he is um, he he. I don't. LeBron is a smart guy because he's not trying to. Um, I don't. I don't ever feel he's trying to outrun Father Time. I I feel like he's trying to. He's t- he's taking Father Time along with him on the on the mm-hmm. journey, right? And I feel like he's like saying, yeah. okay. This is how we're gonna play now, and this is what um, now that my body is a little bit different. This is what we're gonna do. So I mean, it's um, similar you know, to what Tom Brady did. I could, you could make the argument it's even more impressive than what Tom right. Brady did because LeBron started younger. Yeah, he started younger. Um, you know, you you um, those those. I mean, the miles that you put on your uh, body um, in the NBA are just. Crazy, even though the football is is definitely a more dangerous sport, but I think yes. people take for granted um, just how many um, when you're playing uh, NBA basketball, like yep. you know, three, four times a week um, for as many. Tom Brady was like one of the most protected players by the officials. Yeah. In the league, yeah, so he, like, Tom Brady was taking hits. Don't get me wrong, but he won't he won't taking them Cam Newton hits. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it was nothing like that. So, um, I def. But I. But if. But but my 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 official prediction is. Here we go, right? Here we go. It's official. He can't go. He he can't turn back now. If it no, if it if it if if the Lakers can get it. No, 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 no. I I want I want to hear no ifs here, Chris. No problem. No, it's got it. it, it <laughs> it's, so so if you if you would have got me the last two rounds, I didn't qualify him at all. Uh-huh. This one. <laughs> I do need to qualify because I I don't I don't think you need to I I don't think it's wise to look past the team like the Nuggets mm-hmm. and the way they're playing right now. How you gonna be the mayor of Los Angeles, Chris? You can't say it with your chest. Oh, I can say it with my chest, but I'm also <laughs> at the beginning of the season. I said the Lakers were gonna win it all, and this is when mm-hmm. we had um, sorry ass. Uh, Russell Russell Westbrook and I like Westbrook, but I mean he wasn't he wasn't doing anything for us. It's funny, it's crazy is, to think how this team yeah. has just changed over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It, oh, it's I, so. This is a, a Pat Bev and Russell Best Westbrook because of when they got traded. They I think they got traded right at the last deadline in mm-hmm. February. I want to say. So they will get rings um, if the Lakers win the championship this year. And you would have thought they'd be like, oh, well, we didn't earn those rings and shit. But from what I'm hearing from new- these newscasts, is they, if the Lakers win the ring, they want their ring too. It's like, hell yeah. I, I, <laughs> if, if I'm Russell Westbrook, I'm like, look here, dog. If it wasn't for me playing so poorly, you wouldn't have been able to trade me to get these good players. <laughs> Half your yeah. team equal to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if, if, if that, look, man, give, give them the, let them be in the parade. <laughs> give them the, see, the, the, the problem with Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev is even when Kwame Brown got traded for Paul Gasol, um, they didn't. They they did make it to the um finals, but they didn't have the losing record that they had this year. Mm-hmm. So 
if if they would have won the championship that year when we traded for Gasol, Kwame Brown would have had a more realistic argument <laughs> just, just by virtue of the Lakers having a winning record. And he's like, hey, I was part of those wins. Nah, the Lakers if, I'm were, Russ, if I'm Russ, I'm petty. I'm petty, right? I'm like, look, dog, yeah. if it wasn't for yeah. me, you wouldn't. It, look, it's like, look, if if I'm Russ and the, like if I'm Russ and the Lakers are my ex, right? Like she'd have moved on. She'd have found a doctor, a lawyer, somebody to marry. It's like, look, you wouldn't have that relationship if I didn't screw things up. So you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> yeah, like they, like they, they were literally like. Four games under 500. We were in the play-in. Yes. Like, scrapping for a seed, like a, six, a seventh or eighth seed. <laughs> and then we traded those dudes. Like, come on, my dude. Like, like it's one thing if the Lakers, if GD was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to give you these rings because I'm just a nice, charitable person like this. But the fact that these two brothers are are demanded that they get <laughs> rings, they're like, "Yo, give us our ring." It's like, I mean, give them the ring if if you want to do that. But I'm just like, how can you like think that you that this is something that you deserve, man? Shoot. I guess if enough time goes by, people will forget. I mean, yep, yep. you know. Hey. So so Chris Chris is qualifying his his pick. So he says if it goes six Lakers, if it goes seven Nuggets, I'm gonna say I, even though I agree with Chris, I'm gonna be definitive on this podcast, right? <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. say Lakers and six. Wow, that's where I'm going, Ray. Wow. What 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 you got, brother? Well, first off, I know you just mentioned Russ and. I, I I don't know, man. I think something's. I think so. You got. You're on to something with that. With that curse, man. Because who did Russ ended up going to after the Lakers? Don't forget to take the that first So yeah. I don't know, man. And then yeah, I, I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And they were and they were doing good at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then what happened to those guys? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they just fell apart, man. You you can't explain the Clippers curse. You just gotta understand it's there. Um, <laughs> and I think, just, <laughs> and I know this trade was rumored earlier in the uh, season with uh, the LA Lakers, but I think the Clippers need to trade or during his uh, free agency, if it comes up and he doesn't resign with mm-hmm. Dallas then Kyrie needs to go to the Clippers and just walk through with some sage. Maybe that will help. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> as far as my uh, Western Conference uh, playoff prediction, I don't know, man. I, I I, mean, I see what you guys are saying with just the experience that the Lakers have and mm-hmm. just that championship grit that, that the Lakers have. But I don't know, man. I, I think – Denver is just looking like a wrecking ball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've pretty much been undefeated at home. Uh, and who knows? I don't want to jinx it, Chris. I know you're a big fan, but I think the rubber has to meet the role as far as whether LeBron or AD are going to go up against maybe some some injury or maybe right. some just being fatigued from 
just all the like they just played a seven game series and meanwhile mm-hmm. denver just had a little bit of time a little bit more time to, re- to rest and relax and they get the first game right at their place where wait, wait, wait. the lakers played a six game series we, oh, we took the Warriors uh, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, took the Warriors out. Four, two, seven. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I think they still had to take it a little bit longer, and mm. um, I just feel like, especially as Nate mentioned before, going up the altitude, and again, yeah. Denver has just been unbeatable. I think Denver is going to win comfortably. I'm not going to. And this is really sweet. the first uh, legit center like that. Uh, AD is going to have to go up against, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in the Grizzlies series, they didn't really have anybody that was that significant. And then Golden State, even though they're a great team, they're a championship level team. They did not have like that big presence in the middle, which allowed AD right. to, you know, be the guy that could guard Steph because mm-hmm. he didn't have to worry yeah. about rim protection. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And but then he, he um, with the Joker. But but the thing is the thing too is though who has uh, uh, the Joker gone up against that's like a like you would call a quality defender Batman yeah <laughs> that was an easy joke Chris I had to take it yeah 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 but I'm just saying like because uh, AD is not yeah. just a good defender he is the best defender in the league when he's on you know. It's just in this don't, series. Don't let Dylan Brooks hear you say that. <laughs> well, anyway, Dylan Brooks is 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 not going to be mentioned on this show until <laughs> until he gets his his number. Oh damn! Up. I forgot to tell you, Chris. Uh, we we about to bring uh, Dylan Brooks on to be our new uh, correspondent. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's gonna probably need a job soon, man. He <laughs> and uh, yeah, he ain't gonna be jo- back in jo- Memphis no time soon. Yeah. I, I I do hope they figure it out because I do think John Morant is a a good NBA player, but you know, yeah, like I mean, when Ja is healthy, when Ja is right, he yeah. is. I would say Chris, one of the three most exciting players in the league. Right, easily, easily. It's it's not even a question, you know. Um, and to just keep finding yourself in these situations. First, it was him that posted the video, the old video. Mm-hmm. And now this new video, I guess one of his friends thought it was a good idea um, to put that on Instagram. And um, it's it's just a, a bad look. Um, mm-hmm. and it's something that you, we can't have in the NBA. No. Um, for, and I, and for, again, like part of it is just being young and hopefully he grows out of that. Uh, but the mm-hmm. other thing is if you are the face of the franchise, like he is unquestionably the yeah. face of the Memphis Grizzlies, arguably the best player in that franchise's history. Uh-huh. Like you have to kind of step up. And I like I love Ja. I think I think again, he he reminds me of like if somebody went into a creative player and took like the Allen Iverson template right and just put on like 20 pounds of muscle on that template and gave him all the hops in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so like, I think Ja has the potential to be a really good player. He's still young. So hopefully he can grow out of it. Um, But the thing is, Chris, you know, you and I can can talk about this because we were young men once. And then the older we got, the wiser we got, you know, we started to do things a little differently. And that, that leads us to the Eastern conference because there's, there's one old man out there who's got that old man strength. 
and he's been showing it this entire playoff run. And that man, of course, is Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Hemi Butler, a.k.a. Right. Jimmy Buckets on these streets. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat in a matchup against one of their fiercest rivals over the years and, and one of Chris's other favorite teams, I'm sure, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Who you got, Chris? <laughs> See, I hate I, I don't like either team. Um, but the the, the Lakers Celtics rivalry just you know, blood yeah. blood runs too cold for that for me. Um I I like I still don't look at Shaq the same way even for that <laughs> one season that he was, was wearing that that Celtics green bullshit. Mm. Um mm. But um, so I'll, I'll go with the Heat. Um, but and and also, if the Lakers and the Celtics play in the finals this year, this is for the the team with the most rings. So mm. it adds an extra layer to it because they're so both with both like an even bigger season. trophy. I'm I'm saying. That, uh, Chris, Chris out here like uh, like like Jackie Moon on Tropic Thunder. They're gonna play for the Mega Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying the 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 intrigue levels to this is gonna be yeah. off the the because because this because this year because we haven't as long as this rivalry's been going on with the Lakers and the Celtics, we've never been able to call ourselves the most winningest NBA team in history mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Celtics have always had one more than us up until that but bubble season. So if they both go to the, this is for this is for the marbles. This is for like history and <laughs> you know franchise stuff because I don't know when we're gonna get this chance again. Um because if we because if we lose to them and then we win next year. Then all we're doing is playing for a tie again, you know. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. So back to Jimmy Butler though, and back to the the Celtics series. I um I do think that um my heart would rather this the Heat win, but mm-hmm. I mean the Celtics um in these kind of situations um. And um, if this so, is it right now? Is it all four? Are, were all four of those teams in the bubbles in the bubble in twenty twenty? Um, yeah, in the playoffs. they were. Yeah, all four of them were in the bubble because uh, uh yeah. obviously yeah. you had the Heat and the Lakers. Uh, and- the the Celtics were there, and then uh, Jamal because that was the year Jamal Murray was hurt a lot in the playoffs. Oh, okay. He was going off though when oh, yeah. when he was on. Yeah. Especially in that series against Utah. Yeah. 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 I, I know. I want to um, say wasn't that also uh was Carmelo back on the Nuggets at that point? Because I, I I'm remembering like Carmelo and LeBron had like a game where they both just went off. And then I don't know if that was in the bubble or that was before things got shut down. No, that might have been that might have been when Melo was with the Blazers. I don't You're know right. if the Blazers were in the bubble. I, I remember them being in a bubble. Because Melo and LeBron, like, like Melo had one of those turn back the clock games. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
I'm gonna go to you. Uh, so, so who who'd you pick, Chris? Um, I'm picking uh, the Heat. Heat in how many? I'm mean, Heat. I'm picking the Heat in. The Celtics have the home court advantage in this series, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm gonna pick the Heat in five. Heat and five for Chris. Uh, Ray, what are your thoughts on the Eastern Conference Finals? Wow, you're really going for those underdogs. Um, first of all, I give Heat all the credit, especially like the, the big players, Oladipo being out, and Tyler Hero. I was about to say Tyler Perry. I don't know why. Uh, Tyler wow. Hero. <laughs> wow. They look just that- alike. That's a different squad, right? I, <laughs> guess, how, how are you doing, Jimmy? I, just Pass the ball. Just Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but just go. <laughs> Yo, Ray, Ray on his first show, oh, drop, dropping a classic. <laughs> but those two, like two of their key players being out, and but they're still, I mean, with, uh, of course, on the back of Jimmy Butler. And also, let's not – Let's not undersell the job that Eric Spolstra is doing. I saw a Spol- I saw a stat on on Twitter. Eric Spolstra, who's never won the Coach of the Year award, already in this playoffs beat two coaches who won the Coach of the Year twice. So mm. this man needs to be getting his flowers. Like he's been doing an amazing job, even without LeBron. Um, but. I just think with that, all that being said, I just think that the team is just down so much. And yeah. I think if the Celtics are clicking, especially with the game that Jason Tatum had this uh, today with 51 mm-hmm. points, uh, was, yeah, it's, it's just I, I, I don't think that it's going to be much of a chance. Like Jimmy Butler can only do so much. But as you as you said before, uh, Nate, with Jimmy Butler just going over to the scores table, just gassed out. Like it's only so much he can do on his own without like enough help. Like right. all those guys need to step yeah. up. Bam Adebayo needs to step up. I know uh, Kyle Lowry may have been nursing some injuries during the playoffs, but all these guys need to step up and help him because if not, I think it's going to be a sweep. I think Celtics. Oh wow! I think mm-hmm. Celtics. If they if they don't pull a game five like they did, like a game five against the Atlanta Hawks, like, I think if they're on their business and then they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do, I, I really think Celtics are moving on to the finals. Wow. Ray, mm-hmm. Ray coming in hot with a sweep for the Boston Celtics. I like that, Ray. I like that. I think when I look at it, Chris, um, I think the way I, it could go, it could go a couple different ways. You know, first of all, you talked about the allure of the Celtics-Lakers matchup, and that's unquestionable, undeniable. It's like Cody Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> but when you talk about intrigue, I think there's also a lot of sizzle to LeBron taking on yeah, the, heat, the franchise that he kind of took to the next level. There's some intrigue mm-hmm. there as well. So I feel like either matchup would be great. Um, when I look at the Heat, they are doing something that they should not be doing, given the current makeup of the roster and how many injuries they've, they've, they've had to deal with this postseason run. But Jimmy Butler has almost willed this team. And the team 
is a gritty team, right? It's not flashy. It's not pretty to watch the Heat. They're they're a gritty team. And Coach Spo, as you said, Ray, Spo's, Spo's one of the best coaches in the league and has been for a while. Uh, that being said, I do like the Celtics in this. This matchup, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of Rocky Balboa. Y'all, not, not the character, yeah. but the movie Rocky Balboa, where Rocky yeah. goes to fight uh, Antonio Tarver, who was Mason the Lion Dixon. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert for Rocky Balboa, Mason the Lion Dixon barely, barely beats this 65-year-old man in this fight, even though he's the young champ, he's got all the best training, Rocky out here chasing pigeons down the street. <laughs> and he almost beat the brakes off of this 20-something champion. And I feel like that's how the Heat Celtics series is going to be. On paper, Boston should clear Miami. You're right, Ray. Like, on paper, it should be a sweep, or at least a gentleman sweep. But I think yeah. that much like Rocky and Mason the Lion Dixon, the Celtics are going to get drawn into a gutsy battle mm-hmm. with this squad. And the one thing that I am concerned <clears throat> about for the Celtics is, A, their makeup and their maturity when you talk about Tatum and Brown and some of those cats. Um, like, yeah. great, phenomenal players, but can they take that next step? But then the other thing is the head coach. Like, you got to give it up to the coach, but also you're out here dealing with Spo. Spo been down this road before. Spoh's been in these battles before. And so I feel like the Celtics are going to make some mistakes here or there, give away a game or two. So we're all saying the same thing just in different ways. Ray is saying the Celtics sweep. Chris is saying the Celtics in five. I'm saying the Boston Celtics in six. Chris, I said the Heat in five. That's right. That's right. Chris did say the Heat. Yes, because so. I'm expecting some some mistakes. So Chris is going to be wrong. Uh, we've established. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, see, yeah. So Chris's NBA Finals matchup is Heat Lakers, and then I've got Lakers Celtics, and Ray's got Nuggets Celtics. So one of us is going to be right, the other two are going to be wrong. It's going to be interesting to figure that out. So I'm, I'm excited, man. This is going to be a fun. Uh, conference finals, and then we'll get to the yeah. NBA finals shortly thereafter. Um, right. So let's... I will say this. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Be- say, be- say what be- you got to right say. Right before Chris. we move. If LeBron wins a ring mm-hmm. with the Lakers, mm-hmm. okay, um, and okay, it's against the Celtics, don't say nothing crazy, Chris. They, they will put his jersey up in the rafters. Right after the game, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just because uh, uh, Genie yeah, Bus. Hey, hell, they might put Austin Reeves jersey in the Raptors if they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might just retire the whole team's right. jerseys at that because they that's something that Genie Bus and that the whole Bus family has been chasing for um for decades, man. Mm. So this is. Um, if it is Lakers and Celtics, um, that's definitely going to be more poetic, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 it's. Um, I, I I expect re- ratings records to break, assuming that's what okay. happens. So See, I thought one- Chris was going to go in a different direction, Ray. I thought Chris was going to say if the Lakers win this against the Celtics, LeBron is the greatest player of all time, unquestionably. And I was like, Chris, we we just finally came back with a new episode. We don't need 
hate tweets uh, in Chicago. Like that brother, <laughs> I don't know, you, you, you gonna learn this right? You gonna learn this the more you yeah. do episodes with us. We we got a great audience, uh, but mm. but one brother in particular, Jermaine in Chicago, he's a good friend of the program, but he is notoriously a hater. He hates LeBron James. He said he can never be as good as Mike, and he hates Roman Reigns. And he 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 wakes up in the morning hating Roman Reigns. He goes to lunch hating Roman Reigns. He goes to sleep hating Roman Reigns. And the same thing for LeBron James. So I didn't want Chris to get uh, the wrath of Jermaine on us this week. Yeah, I'm well aware of uh, the hater from Chicago's exploits. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And here's the thing. I think... As we switch topics, the one of the reasons Jermaine might have so much hate in his heart is because the Bears ain't been good since 86, <laughs> 87, 88 even maybe. But but it's been a long time since the Bears been really good. Yeah. Uh, but we just had an NFL draft a month ago. And uh, so we're going to talk some NFL news real quick. Not a whole lot because they just put out the schedule. Uh, some interesting matchups. But uh, the NFL draft. Uh, obviously, if you've listened to this program for a while, you know there was one player in particular that uh, me and my former co-host were interested in to see where he would go. And he was selected with the number one pick in the draft, Chris, from Alabama. This young brother, Bryce Young, going to the Carolina Panthers. And, and, and so that's it's a bittersweet moment for me, Chris, because I'm I'm happy for Bryce Young because I think the brother has got a lot of talent. I'm glad. The Panthers weren't swayed by all the questions pre-draft about size and and you know he's he's not big enough, he's not tall enough, and all that nonsense. So I'm glad the brother got selected number one, but he's going to the damn Panthers, Chris. And you know who I you know who I root for, Chris. You know who my team is, Chris. So like twice twice out of the year, two times a season, I'm gonna have to root against this brother, you know, uh, but. It also pains me, Ray, as a Falcons fan, because they had the audacity to sit here and tell me a season after they went after Deshaun Watson with all of Deshaun Watson's off-the-field character issues, they went after that man, Deshaun Watson. And then this season, they were like, you know what? We're good. We don't need Lamar Jackson. You know what? We're good. We don't need to trade up to try to get Bryce Young. You know what? We're, we're good. We don't want Anthony Richardson. You know what? We'll stick with Desmond Ritter. He's our guy. And you know what? We'll back him up with Taylor Heineke. And I like Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke played at Old Dominion right down the street from me. I dig that brother. And I like Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ritter has some potential. Right. But you in a division that now has Derek Carr with the Saints and Bryce Young with the Panthers. Uh, and who's, who's the Bucks starting quarterback? If it's not going to be Tom Brady again, because he's coming back, I'm telling y'all, you heard it here first. Uh, is uh, I'm trying to think. I can't think of who Tampa Bay got. Uh, I'll look that up here in a second. But uh, what what did you make? We'll go to you first, Ray. What did you make of the NFL draft? And uh, are you excited for this football season, or is it too early to get excited? I don't know. I, I'm a Commanders fan, so we can never get too excited. Um, <laughs> but. Um, as far as like, Magic Johnson is your owner now, so oh, oh, no. about to be. <laughs> like we gotta. Oh, uh, there, there's a. Uh, I think there's an AMC theater named we, after him that's like right down the street. So we, we got another. We got, a, we got a hater. We got a hater in the chat for everybody watching the live show. We got a hater in the chat. We're not even gonna read his comment. We're just gonna show oh, you the comment. Goodness. 
Uh, lots of haters out here, man. Uh, but but yes, Baker Mayfield is the starting QB for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield. You know what? I this might sound crazy because I I do like Desmond Ritter. I might be more enthusiastic with Baker. No, I'm not even gonna go that far. No. You know what? I'd be and and this is just because I'm partial to black quarterbacks, right? I'd be more happy if they brought in Jameis Winston as a backup. <laughs> Bring Jameis in here. Right, he, he got the LASIK done. I mean, he should be straight now. <laughs> right, he, right. I don't know. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just thought that, uh, of course, all the intrigue was around the quarterbacks and uh, just <laughs> seeing the dejected look on Will Levis's face as he <laughs> was careening down. It's a cold game, brother. Very cold. <laughs> but um, I, I'm really – I'm glad you brought up your squad, Nate. Uh, I'm really interested in in their running back, the new running back that they got. Also, yeah, like how he's going to fit in with with that squad, especially since you already have like a 1,000. Yeah, so we, so the Falcons have Tyler Tyler Algier, right? Uh, who was uh, a great uh, young back, and then they drafted uh, Bijan Robinson, who was the best running back off the board from Texas. Mm-hmm. So I think they're telling you. Like, they're telling you without telling you, Ray, what they're going to do this season. Like, we ain't really trying to throw the ball with this man, Desmond Ritter, even though we told you <laughs> we're happy with Desmond Ritter. We are going to run the ball down your throat. We are going mm-hmm. to be the Michael Vick, uh, Warwick Dunn, Atlanta Falcons. Like, we just going – we going we might as well be playing in the wing tee because <laughs> that's all we going to do is run the ball, even we though we've got – Arguably one of the best young tight ends in football in exactly, Kyle with Pitts, and a right. wide receiver in uh Drake London, who I think has potential. But we 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 happy with Desmond Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> and don't you all it, who who's that wide receiver who was suspended for gambling? Isn't he man Calvin Ridley, who is now on <laughs> yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Really. Oh, he was traded. Yeah, they traded him for I think like a number two and maybe some other conditional picks. But yeah, Calvin Ridley, who was suspended for gambling, uh, even mm. though you can even though DraftKings and BetMGM and all these other sites got all this NFL tie-ins and connections right. and are uh, affiliated with the league, you know, okay. like only thing Calvin really did wrong was he bet himself. He should have got one of his homeboys to place the bet for him. And like, <laughs> yeah, he, he should have got his brother, who's no longer in the league, to place his bets for him. Yeah, Riley don't. Ridley. Yeah, don't, don't don't use your real don't be like Calvin Ridley at <laughs> at Falcons.com. Yeah, he probably placed a bet. He probably signed up with an app on his Falcons email. And now he's a, now he plays for Tony Khan's team. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's that's gonna be a decent especially surrounding uh uh Lawrence, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. some weapons. He's already got uh some good pieces with his running back, and I think he does have a good uh wide receiver already. And you got there Travis well. Etienne running the ball, mm-hmm. and you got Ridley right, and yeah. a couple other cats that can catch. Mm-hmm. The the defense looks a little bit better. So I I think the Jags will be the Jags will be decent this year. I think they'll be like on the outskirts of a wild card spot, maybe getting into the okay. wild, last wild card spot. Um, I think Jacksonville can take a step up this year. Um I think everybody's uh-huh. still chasing. Everybody's still chasing the Chiefs yeah. and the Eagles. I, I, I was, I was rooting for the Jags just because I wanted to. I, I like once my team left and was was no longer going to be relevant. 
I was going for the Jags just so I could see if uh, Triple H and them would have given uh, the Jaguars a WWE belt <laughs> <laughs> if they oh, won the yeah. Super Bowl. That would be crazy. <laughs> like Tony Khan comes up to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, the real forbidden door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have left to I'd have left to see that. Uh, did you did you like, bill. have another belt at AEW? They already yes. got enough, then they're just gonna parade around. They the, got the way too many belts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you catch the draft, Chris? And did anything stand out to you on the draft? No, the only thing that I caught was uh, Bryce Young. I didn't. I missed. I missed the draft, but I mm. I paid it. You know, because I'm uh, Facebook friends with. Uh, Marcus, um, and um, yeah, he's probably definitely because um, he he couldn't RSVP for my wedding uh, because um, he's covering the NBA. Um, so you know what? That's a silver lining. That's a silver lining. Since certain people in the in the in the chat want to want to throw their hate out here, Ray. That's a silver <laughs> lining for, for Bryce getting drafted to the Panthers because a certain somebody is going to have to spend time in Carolina multiple yeah. times a season and you know what all i gotta say brother is stick to charlotte don't stick to yeah. charlotte and raleigh charlotte and raleigh yeah. you get outside Char- of town might be, <laughs> yeah. a, little, might be yeah. a little suspect brother yeah it's it's, it's charlotte it's raleigh <laughs> uh greensboro is okay yes it's okay um, <laughs> wilmington is a nice quiet beach town <laughs> um it's 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 it, that's okay but definitely Charlotte and Raleigh. That's yeah, where if you, you get to some of these towns that got some yeah, funny exactly. names, stay, yeah. stay away from them, brother. Yeah, and uh, the in South Carolina, um, <laughs> stay as close to the to um, the Geechee people as possible. Uh, <laughs> en- enjoy the food there, but yeah, you don't want to be uh, caught mm-hmm. slipping in South Carolina. North Carolina yeah. is definitely definitely where you want to be at in the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, even then, certain parts of North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, there are parts of North Carolina I, I wouldn't be caught dead in. Because mm. <laughs> if you if you are, then you might end up. End up right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. we going to say. That's all the social commentary <laughs> we going to put out there, Chris. Right, right, right. We, so, we, yeah. we ain't trying to we ain't trying to step <clears throat> on no toes in this in Ray's first episode. But uh yeah, I'm excited for the season, man. Like I think that yeah the biggest story for me is to see a couple things. Number one, uh Aaron Rodgers now with the Jets, mm-hmm. and to see how he fits in because the Jets were a good team last year. The yeah. only thing they were missing was a qu- competent quarterback. So to see how he can work with that team. Uh, and conversely, seeing how the Packers are under Jordan Love, because I think Jordan Love's got some potential. Uh, the yeah. other story I want to see is how our Super Bowl teams respond. Uh, you know, how do the Eagles bounce back from losing? They made a lot of big moves during the draft. Uh, and then the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs are still yeah. the standard of the of the league. And, and I want to see Patrick Mahomes to see what he can do to add on to his legacy. Where Like, it's crazy. Like, we're already – talking about this man right in mm-hmm. that pantheon of the greatest right. to ever do it you know what i mean we're talking about mahomes when we talk about brady when we talk about rogers when we talk about peyton manning when we talk about cats like that patrick mahomes is right there with him mm-hmm. and so i want to yeah. see how he progresses 
I want to see that too. And um, I, I, I honestly wouldn't. I don't know if it would be next season, but seeing mm-hmm. the rematch between Kansas City and the Eagles, um, it could happen this year. Like it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, a rare just, thing, but it could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a rarity, but it, it could definitely happen. And I could, I could see those two brothers going back and forth um, with a couple Super Bowls, you know. And um, I'm interested to see what my Mahomes does uh, with his with the with the next season because I I think he knows it's his turn you know and I think he's got um a lot of um expectations that he's gonna want to uh, fulfill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the season, man. But uh, we couldn't we couldn't end the show because I I do want to hit one last topic before we wrap up this week. We got to end the show talking some wrestling because that's what we do around these parts, Ray. Uh, so, uh, real quick, I want to go around the horn and each one of us can say, what's the thing in wrestling right now? Maybe it's an event that just happened. Maybe it's something on the horizon. Cause I know we got a lot of big shows coming up, uh, mm-hmm. on the horizon from WWE and AEW. Uh, so we'll go around the horn and, uh, talk about, uh, what's, what, what's got us excited right now for wrestling. And I'll start, uh, cause I'll start with, uh, an event that just happened. Uh, and it took place in San Juan, Ray. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know what the theme song for the pay per view was. It was probably something by Bad Bunny, but it should have been Boricua, Borea, Boricua, Borea. Because let me tell you, man, that that was one of the best atmospheres mm-hmm. for a WWE right. show, like a non WrestleMania yeah. WWE show that we've seen in a long time. I think, and I said it to Chris and uh, Andrew and Sid on True Hill Heat this morning, the only yeah. place, maybe the only place where you could even try to replicate that atmosphere that they had in, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, was maybe in Brooklyn. Mm. And that's right. and that's if you, like, you know, give the uh, Puerto Rican fans first dibs at the tickets. Right. <laughs> but, like, that atmosphere was crazy. And, and so, like, it... I think if you just look at the matches for what they were, pretty much all of them were really solid. Um, I think the you know Austin Theory is always going to be somebody that doesn't move the needle for me, Ray. But I think even with that, all the matches were solid, and the audience took that show to another level. Um, you know, the Bad Bunny Damian Priest match was on point. Uh, of course, Cody and Brock. I think the finish was a little sus. But Cody and Brock was a solid match. That man, Devontae, getting the win and avenging uh, the ancestors like Cody, uh, excuse me, Kofi, and all the, <laughs> all the other brothers that have fallen at the feet of the beast, right? Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, but the biggest thing, and we'll talk about it more this Saturday night coming up on the NWA podcast, Ray. Don't you just love it, man, when people use hate to motivate when people use slurs to spur them on to greatness when people use negativity to turn that into fuel and momentum and that's what this brother omas did ray he'd been hearing this man chris ely talk <laughs> bad about him for months and months mm-hmm. and omas went out and put on a classic with this man seth freaking rollins so shout out to the homo sapiens because omas is on the come up ray <laughs> Oh yeah, man! I, I I think he heard the whispers that started at WrestleMania. He was mm. like, I, "I'm a I'm gonna get my work in with Brock, but this is just a taste." And then, taste, Chris. 
The sample, like Costco samples, Chris. That's all it was. <laughs> you got in there in Puerto Rico. It's something about that energy, man. He, mm. he just like I, 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 I gotta put on my five star classics. I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get Dave Meltzer. I gotta get. Chris is his Dave Meltzer. He had to impress you, Chris. <laughs> he, got, he got, he got a poster of Chris on the mirror every day when he's doing his sit ups. <laughs> He it's he like, looking at Chris like uh like us going back to Rocky, like Clubber Lang when Clubber Lang was training and he had Rocky post on the wall. <laughs> that's how that's how Omos was getting ready for that match, Chris. Right, right. Um, <laughs> it was it was a, a poor Omos match. It was um it was good, I guess. Okay, okay, I mean, okay. Say it, Chris. I, I is 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 probably the best match I've seen him in, but that's not <laughs> saying a whole lot. Um, oh, like, you mean you didn't love him? You didn't love him in those raw matches where he was squashing dudes, but then they would cut out the middle and then they come back? <laughs> <You> didn't love <laughs> <him>? <laughs> Look, man. Um, and the, the, and the real, crowd was into him, Chris. You can't say the crowd wasn't into him. I mean, I guess. Um, here's the reality. I think WWE fans need to to brace themselves for this. This is not something I'm in favor of, but um, Omos is getting one of those belts. Um, Talk to him, Chris. Talk to him, Chris. Probably, probably before the year is up. That's that to me. That's nothing to celebrate, but. No, um, no, it it is. It, we ain't gonna have a celebration yeah. on the end of the podcast when it but, happens. Chris. Like, like for all of you, for all of you guys that are fans of people like Austin Theory, <laughs> Omos, um, what's the what's the why, dude's why, name? Why are you putting uh, Omos Logan in the Paul? Austin Theory category, Chris? Don't do that to the Logan, Logan Paul, all those cats. Um, just, ex- I'm expecting title reigns from them within. Let me let me, let me tell you, Chris. When Omos wins, you know, and 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 salute to our Puerto Rican brothers and sisters. It's gonna look like the Puerto Rican Day Parade on the NWA podcast because we gonna show out when Omos wins this world title, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, man. I'm <laughs> always happy be, for. This is gonna be sick of me and Andrew by the time that episode is over, Ray. <laughs> yeah, they like they already had some West African uh, representation with uh, with Ghana mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Kofi. So hopefully they can. That's the thing, know, Chris. Look, 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 like, like in all seriousness, Chris. Like I know we we joke about Omos, but the mo- like if he wins the world a world title, to do a show like we just saw in San Juan, to do that in Nigeria, wow, that, that would be big, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's it I would be. Thinking. Yeah, that's the, the, and th- and those things do matter, you know. Um, when you when you do s- stuff like that, yeah. and o- Omas is not a guy that seems to be getting in any kind of um, like tr- like none of those like big tall guys were ever like like right. troublemakers or anything right. like that. Like El Gigante, um, the uh, the Big Show, Kali, um, Kali, you know, none of those guys were ever into any nonsense so um <clears throat> i think it's um, too big to hide that's what it is chris right yeah like if you as long as you um put them in in matches that are gonna um act accentuate their strengths and not their mm. weaknesses because that's always been my problem with people like um omas and um uh and the like is i never think that 
he's ever in a situation where his strengths get highlighted. You know, yeah. um, the Brock Lesnar match he had at Mania was 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 decent. You know, he's yeah. got to keep doing doing matches like that. Um, they can't keep on with these because these squash matches, you, you do have to show that you can do more than that eventually. You yeah. know. Um, and I think um, he's got to. They got to get him to the point, Chris, where we're not doing like these squash matches against these jobber guys, but right. he's doing like elevated squash matches where maybe he goes eight nine minutes with a guy like Ziggler who can take yeah. a loss. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then also, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to my homie Juan Rivera, aka Savio Vega. Um, yeah. Early in my career, um, I got a chance to interview uh, Savio Vega on the BDI, BDSIR network with uh, Mike Knox. Mm-hmm. Savio Vega, we, we got to get him on the show. That dude is oh, so yeah. hilarious. If you get a chance to interview him and talk to him, I, I never laughed so hard in my life. Uh, talking to Savio Vega. Um, he's one of those ones where you like wonder, like once you talk to him, you wonder why he never had a, a bigger career uh, than he's had because he's a very personable guy. Yeah. Um, At least in, I, in, I love, in North America or, or, or yeah. in uh, like the, not North America, but in um, uh, mainland America. Yeah, mainland America. Yeah, because you do got the people that think that Puerto Rico is not a part of the United States of America. It is, even though you had Donald Trump throwing paper towels at those yeah, yeah. brothers and sisters over there. That those 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 uh, Bariquas are Americans, mm-hmm. um, and they need to be. Um, Treated as such with that kind of dignity, they want. Uh, you got half of half of Puerto Rico that wants to um, keep their independence, and you got some people in Puerto Rico that wants them to be the fifty-first state. You know, depending on who you talk to and who yeah. you listen to. But um, it's um, regardless of what happens with them, with with them and their their statehood and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's a, a, a place like Puerto Rico. Um, getting uh, WWE, getting it more often. Because I think they got it, um, Ronnie Richards reminded me of this. They got it in 2005, I think the last time mm-hmm. they had a show out there. Um, so, um, But even that show wasn't know, like like this, Chris. Like, I think there was... No, this, was this, 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 no, this show was a show where you could tell they listened to fucking Puerto Ricans. Yes, it was made for the people. Di- yeah. And that's always the the problem with WWE is is they they do these things and they don't cater to the people that it's supposed to be involved with. with um, they um like the this the stuff in Stacey Abrahams um is it Brittany Abrahams or uh, Stacey Abraham Abrams is the was the yeah, ran for governor Georgia. in Georgia Georgia yeah we're, I'm talking about a Brittany Brittany Abrahams um. Mm-hmm. If you read the stuff that she put in that lawsuit, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that most of that stuff happened, you know, and um, a lot of that stuff didn't make the cutting room floor, and some of it did, 
and this yeah. is the problem with WWE, but with that show that they did in Puerto Rico, it didn't feel like a show where it was just like, um, let's just do stuff, something stupid with all of our um, Latin people mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and just just throw and just do because that's always the thing with these with the, with that place is they always have to go back to the stereotypes. Right. When they hit the main roster, you could be normal for as long as you could be normal for. <laughs> and then once Vince gets in a hold of you, yep. you're going to go into whatever whatever stereotype he sees you that you fit, you know? You're um, be look out at, here uh, with like the Mexicans yeah. riding lawnmowers, though. Yeah, exactly. Like look at uh like uh Walter for example, Walter. Mm-hmm. Um he, it's not enough that his name is, is Walter and beating people down. No, you got to be Gunther. Gunther. Yeah, you, yeah, Gunther, and you have to be more German. Like, Drew McIntyre can't just be a normal <laughs> wrestler. He's got to wear his kilt, have his big-ass fucking Renaissance Fair sword coming mm-hmm. out there. It's it, This is just what they do in that company. It's... um. Right. They do it, and they do it with everybody, you know. Yeah. Um, they, they, and it, it, it is not to stop. And that Puerto Rican show, if it didn't do anything else for me, it gave me some hope mm-hmm. that they will start booking to the people and not as much to the crap. I, I'm sure they asked that bunny some ideas. Um, I'm sure this is the, the just have different ethnicities on the show booking like that, that that's why you hire a woman like Brittany Abrahams so mm-hmm. she could tell you hey maybe having um this Australian dude hunting uh Reggie <laughs> and putting him in a cage mm. ain't the best look you know what I'm saying that's why you hire those kind of people you know so well, I'm, well I'm, that's I'm, why you should hire those kind of people. But I, I have a feeling they hired her uh, in particular. To be a because, yes woman. Well, to be a yes woman, but also to be like, see, we're inclusive. We've yes. got everybody here. Yeah, right? that, 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 that's the thing. And, that's the, and this is the knock on WWE, too. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Nate. They hire these people not because they want input from them. They hire people, black people, minorities, to agree with them. That is what they hire them for. Brit, uh, Brittany um, wasn't hired to be a voice of dissent. Mm-hmm. She was hired to say, yes, Mr. McMahon, you are so right. Um, mm-hmm. Let me shine your ass before I kiss it. <laughs> That's why she was hired. That's why the, a grunt of these people were hired. Not just, the, not just the black writers or not just the you know, Latinx writers in that company, everybody in that company is hired for that reason, you know, and this is, and there goes, here lies the problem. So hopefully um, once this sale goes through, they will re- realize that Vince's ways are antiquated um, and figure mm-hmm. something out. If um, Like, you know, um, and, and I don't give a damn what anybody says. They're saying that Vince negotiated in his contract um that um he'll maintain power even mm. after a sale L- let me tell you something because i've 
as a business psychologist and as somebody that's just follow businesses, when somebody, a big company buys, you sell your company to a big um, organization like Endeavor or anything like that, um, they run the show now. Um, mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. I, I don't. This man might decide. Oh, he's you're gonna keep comp, keep power and stuff. You're not keeping shit. Uh, <laughs> this is. This is um, I think, and this is just what I've seen. Look at where's Papa John's at now. Where where's Ted Turner at? Listen mm-hmm. to an interview that Ted Turner did. Um, on CNN in 2012, man, um, when he he's he's so they sold to AOL. He doesn't have that company anymore. You know, right. he doesn't have uh, Turner Sports. I mean, look at um at um I said Ted Turner, uh, Papa John's. Um, it's there's countless countless stories like this. Um, and Vince McMahon is gonna have to learn how to play well with others. Mm-hmm. Or he's gonna be out either. There, there is no, um, oh, he's selling, but he's keeping most of his power. They will, they will find a way to to kick your ass out if right. your dream isn't in agreement with theirs. That that is a one hundred percent fact. It always, always, always happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I think before we go to Ray's thoughts on wrestling real quick is the only thing I think that gives Vince a little bit of insulation here in this situation, Chris, is the fact that he's boys with Dana. He's boys with mm-hmm. uh, who's the who, who's right. the other who's the middleman, not the middleman, uh, but the Ari Ari Yes, Ari yeah. Manuel. Yeah, like yeah. like they 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 boys. So I think yes, Vince could get got, but I think they'll give him. A little more leeway than yeah, somebody yeah. else would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is you're always somebody's friend when you're um, making money for them. Right, right. Not, yeah, it's like, it's like that's easy to do. You let, know, let them PLE numbers slip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let, not, that, not just that. Just keep just keep yourself in the news with bullshit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that's that's what happened with Papa John's. It wasn't like Papa John's pizza just magically stopped selling. People were still buying that nasty ass shit. And <laughs> that, that, that garlic yeah. sauce though, that Chris, that garlic sauce fire. Yeah, that, that garlic, garlic sauce. So the, the the old ass pepperoncini they put. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like people were buying it, but it was like what, what, what got him out was him being in that board meeting saying the yep. N word or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's and then like, Shaq had to come in and save the company. Yeah, this, and then you know Shaq got on that board. I mean, it, it's 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 th- these things are complicated. Um, I would just don't get too excited, but don't get too down is what I would say. Also, like it's it's not as as simple as Vince just coming in and strong arming everybody. His voting chair is going to be reduced to everybody else's. Like Nate said, he'll be a little bit more insulated because he's friends with um, Nick Khan with. Um, Arya, Ma- I don't know if he's friends with Arya Emanuel, but Arya Emanuel is at least 
friendly with him. Yeah, they run in. Um, they run in the same circles. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, um, Ari Emanuel's. I think his his politics lean a little bit more left of center. Not yeah. not like he's not um, AOC, but um, right. Right. I don't. <laughs> I don't think him and Vince have match in politics. He's he's um, he's a moderate in a world that doesn't do moderates anymore. Yeah, he's about as moderate as his brother Rom is, right? Yeah. And Rom <laughs> and, and, and Rom could be Rom could be good sometimes and Rom right. could be a piece of shit sometimes. Yeah. And, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so next episode of the Kings of Sport, we got uh, Rahm Emanuel and Sabio Vega <laughs> booked. It's going down, Ray. Uh, Ray, real quick, uh, any thoughts on the world of wrestling uh, before we get out of here, brother? All right, real quick, uh, I was today years old that I realized that Ari Emanuel and Rahm Emanuel are brothers. I did. I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why this man, blue? the professor, he teach. Even when he's off the clock, he teach. <laughs> Dropping gems, <laughs> dropping gems. But um, real quick, and I just had this bottled up inside me for so long, and I'm glad to have a platform to express this. But um, you mentioned the past with Backlash, and now we're moving forward with the future, and the future is including the newly introduced WWE World Heavyweight mm. Championship. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> mm. I, I was I, I purposely made myself forget this shit. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Mm. No, it is just so many things. Like, first off, even before we get to the belt, first off, if you had this idea that you were going to give a championship to Raw, why not have Brother Cody Devante? Mm. When and, and I think this has been expressed by other uh insiders as well. Like, have Devante win, relinquish one belt, mm-hmm. have it go to SmackDown, and then Roman Reigns will get a chance to retrieve that belt. But just the way that he lost at WrestleMania, and now you throw him into this tournament. And by the way, the first Thing that I literally said when I saw this belt was, "Ew, I don't like the belt." <laughs> everyone, <laughs> I hate it. Everyone says, "Oh, they they just mixed together <laughs> like the network title, and they mixed together the big gold." No, it's too gaudy. It it looks like you you know yeah. around the way girl that had the big hoop earrings. It looked like they just made yeah. a, a championship <laughs> with a gold hoop earring. Yeah. Dang, Chris, Chris throwing stuff. He's so mad. <laughs> yeah. It, it just looks too gaudy. It's too much. And it's horrible. But, yeah. yeah. But then we move on to the announcements. Okay. You got the belt. Cody's in the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be on Raw, right? It's only mm. going to a Raw exclusive championship, right? Mm. You only going to have Raw talent. Wrong. Let's have tournaments with both Raw and SmackDown, even though right. SmackDown people aren't supposed to, if we're keeping it kayfabe, SmackDown people aren't supposed to be on Raw, but yet we're still going to have them win a Raw-branded championship. Hmm. And if that's the case, then why not put Roman in <laughs> on the SmackDown side? Now you're going to have three belts that Roman has. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't understand the logic behind it. We know we're going to get a great match between AJ Styles and the man that barely scraped his way past almost Seth Rollins. But it's just like, for who, for what? Like, who asks for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I just don't know what their thinking is behind it. Yeah, it, it makes no sense <sighs> to me. Like, it, it, it is. It's like we, we messed up. And I, I said it this morning again on uh, True Hill Heat. They are trying to reverse engineer a WrestleMania moment for Cody by putting mm-hmm. all this adversity in front of him. But it's like, why are you trying to replicate something which you already just yeah. had in your hands a month ago? You could have done it a yeah. month ago, and you chose not they, to. They do this all the time. And um, Ray, um, great first show, but um, I, Nate had uh, – I was – in a brief amount of you WWE euphoria because he reminded me of all the Puerto Rican excellence <laughs> that happened um, at, at Backlash, and Ray had to bring me back down to earth mm. with that ugly ass title. I'm so sorry. The big. Me. It's all good. It's all good. This is what this is what we do. Um, that um. The the big gold belt is, in my opinion, because some people don't like it, but to me it's such a beautiful belt. Yeah. Um, and when you when you take that belt or that concept for a belt, and you put that WWE logo on it like that, all it does is make it look like a like a toy. It doesn't even it's like a look creative like, belt on the video game, right? Right, yeah. This is this is like someone's creative belt, exactly. Um, and and it and it and it's horrible. And the and the and this draft, like I was joking on um True Hill Heat a couple weeks ago, like, hey, if if we're gonna do a wrestling draft, let's do a real wrestling draft. <laughs> let's have WWE and AEW. And MLW and TNA and everybody just and just make all the roster members free agents and just mm-hmm. everyone pick who they want, you know, like something like or at least WWE and AEW. This shit is a joke. Um, <laughs> that well, I'm sure we'll talk about this more when we do um, when we do uh, um, the NWA podcast. Yeah, because this this is this. Insane! This is this is insane. This the, the the they can't even keep the rosters straight. They have all these stupid rules that nobody understands. Oh, you can't stay. Oh, we're gonna draft everyone separately. Oh, but we're gonna draft these people together. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you these people are SmackDown exclusive and these people are Raw exclusive. Oh, but we're gonna have a few guys being free agents. Free agents. Like right. I'm a, I'm a, Omos mm-hmm. is a free agent for whatever reason. Um, he um yeah, yeah, yeah. I think well, who else was a free agent like Mustafa? Brock, Brock, like, Brock like what no, none of this shit makes Brock. I guess Brock makes sense because he's Brock. I think um, Michael Cole said Mustafa Ali was a free agent because he, was. he wasn't drafted. I'm like, I guess technically that's a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's it, this, this 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 stuff is like it, it really does give you a headache. If you think about this too hard, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, like people ask me why I had my brain bleed 
um, a year ago. This, it might be from watching that thing. That might have caused this 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 subdural hematoma. That it was me all along, Chris. It was yeah, me all because because this 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 shit is <laughs> is just insulting to any any thinking person. And when I say any thinking person, I'm not talking about like a philosophical person. I'm so, I'm talking about with somebody with with a brain that makes the decision if they're going to brush their teeth in the morning or not just that just someone with that kind of brain someone who's who, whose brain is just on the most very basic of levels someone um, who knows how to wash their legs in the shower right yeah because because contrary to what people think it's not just critics it's just normal people that want to watch mindless television and I think most of us watch professional wrestling because we want mindless entertainment. Yes, uh, but my, mindless entertainment can also be clever, though. Yeah, mindless entertainment doesn't mean that, oh, we're just not going to think about anything. What mindless right. entertainment is, is I'm going to watch this, and you guys are going to make it make sense to me on the most basic le of levels right. And you're going to follow I, the rules that you've set in this universe instead of just making up new rules whenever you want. Right, yeah, exactly. You're you're going to follow your own rules. Like like you said, you made up you these are rules that you made up for the uh situation that you're in, you know what I'm saying? And that, and this is and the, the thing is WWE's always done stuff like this dating back to the Jack Tunney days. But I think now it's just on a level of just complete nonsense. Because even with um, the Lex Luger stuff, because they did this with Lex um, Luger, they didn't give him the belt, mm -hmm. um, and they, they they and they and they kept trying to recreate that moment, and they never were able to re recreate that with Luger because you know they just couldn't. I think, but I do think part of that with Luger is Luger. Um, I met Luger when I was a kid. Um, and Lex Luger doesn't like kids, you know, um, <laughs> like, or when, when, when I met him in 94. So you say Lex Luger was the original Michael Jordan? He just didn't like kids, man. He's like, just, yeah, probably. <laughs> he, he just did I met him again when I was 16. He was nicer when I was 16, <laughs> but he still doesn't like kids. You I know? bet you like, if you he, met him now, you'd be his best friend. He's like, okay, now you a grown-ass man. Oh yeah, and I did meet him. I did meet him at um, one of those Starcast events that that Conrad throws. Mm -hmm. um, and he was nice at that event, but he's also, <laughs> um, you know, in the situation that he's yeah, in. Yeah, man. So. Um, shout out to yeah. Lex Luger. Yeah, shout out to Luger. But yeah, but this, but this is, but they, but at least back then, you can you can make feasible arguments why you didn't want to give Luger the title. Right. Um, they still don't make a lot of sense to me, but you you can say, um, de if you're moving towards that all American crap to the Diesel stuff, Diesel was more about attitude and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And even Diesel, they tried to throw turn into some corporate dumbass. Um, <laughs> but but you, but you could say they were. You can make the argument they were changing direction, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And um, this Cody stuff. No one's ever gonna explain this to me no. in a way that makes sense. It's it's just not. 
Like I am, I am tired of the bloodline. <laughs> I watched that SmackDown, and you, even with the layers, they're they're trying to make it clever and make it good. It all it is 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 just still dumb. It's like <laughs> why are we still doing this? It's like okay. Roman put his hand in, in um, Jay Uso's face. Who cares? <laughs> like, like it's like either this guy's gonna beat him for this title, yeah. or he's not. You know, and it's sad because the bloodline was like we talked about it, Chris. The bloodline up until WrestleMania was arguably one of the five best stories in WWE history. Right, and you, you you're never gonna get a situation like that again. You no. you created a storyline that was so good for at least a good couple years, two, three years. Yep. It had a perfect end date. Like, if you ended it a week earlier, it might not have been it, – it, it, the, the, the Brett might not have been as done. Yeah. If, you, if you don't end it that day, it starts getting burnt, and you have to scrape <laughs> around the burnt parts of it. If you would have ended it that Sunday night, taking it out the oven that day, mm-hmm. it would have been perfect. It would have been mm-hmm. still warm. You put butter on it, and it just immediately <laughs> melts. <laughs> Everybody would have been happy. I, I do not this this stupid stupid logic is just like oh he's an AEW guy. No, he's fucking not. He's a WWE guy because he works for you, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. He was an AEW guy. Last year, and I'll never understand that. When someone works for the the other company, it's like, no, they're a, a if you know, um, what's his name, a Malachi Black mm-hmm. is an AEW guy. He's not a WWE guy. Right. Um, Cody Rhodes is a WWE guy. That is where he fucking works. Right. So, like, if you want him to work there longer, you need to treat him like, you know. He matters, you know. Mm. Like this, this is just this. This this is a creatively bankrupt company. Mm. See, I I like I like how Chris gave us. That's just a little taste of what y'all gonna get, right? Yeah, you know, Chris, much like Omos, tonight was Omos versus Brock. That's just a little taste. But what you gonna get Saturday (laughs) night? That's Omos versus Rollins. That's the full course of what this man thinks about the world of wrestling right now. Uh, but you mentioned, Chris, you know, why aren't they treating Cody like it matters? Why aren't they treating Cody right? And today, the day we are recording, uh, it is Sunday, May 14th, 2023. It is Mother's Day. So uh, shout out to all the mothers out there, all the babies, right. mamas, babies, mamas, mamas, uh, all the mamas, <laughs> uh, you know, because because in the words of that man, Mr. T, Chris, you got to treat your mother right. Because because on Father's Day, it was Mother's Day on Labor Day. It was Mother's Day on President's Day. It was still Mother's Day. So, uh, you know, shout out to all the mothers out there. You know, our mothers, man, we we appreciate y'all. We literally would not be here without uh, the the work that our mothers put in, and and especially black moms. Like that's yeah. a whole nother level of service, not only to their families but also to this damn country. Uh, if you want to be right. real with it. Uh, so we want to salute the mothers. We're going to go out this week as we do every Mother's Day when I can remember to edit it in, Ray, with Mr. T, treat your mother right. But that is going to bring an end to this episode of the Kings of Sport. We'll be back next month where we will be uh, talking NBA Finals, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that because um, 
I'm like, I'm getting married next month, and I'm hoping that my Laker fans uh, <laughs> who attend my wedding don't 86 See, my wedding for this, the game. This man, Chris, right? This man, Chris, like, he got a lot of multitudes. He's like Shrek. He's like an onion. He got a lot of layers because <laughs> it's like, how you the mayor of Los Angeles, Chris, and you put your wedding date on the on in the month of the NBA Finals, dog? You ain't had no faith in your, you no faith in your squad, Chris. Uh, and number seven to final four. Like, <laughs> it, you, the conversations about LeBron are gonna have to change if if they win the the chip this year. They they just will. Um. I'm not saying change your mind, but the conversations are going to have to change. He's talking to you, Jermaine. He's talking to you. You and Skip Bayless. <laughs> Skip, Skip, come on, Skip. Skip. Yeah. Skip, come on, Skip. We'll bet you a Dr. Pepper, Skip. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get up out of here. Uh, Ray, great first show, brother. Uh, so we this won't be the last time y'all hear from Ray again. Like I said, we're, we're going to – you know, keep working, and, and Ray's going to be on the show periodically. Uh, we're going to get Ray, you know, to help us out behind the scenes. And who knows? We might, like I said, we, we want to launch new shows under the Kings of Sport banner. And, you know, Ray talking about his love for combat sports and MMA in particular. I think that'd be a great idea to kind of branch out and do something like that. But, uh, Ray, before we get out of here, uh, anything you want to plug or anything you want to say to the people? Well, first of all, Thank you both. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, uh, Nate, for just allowing me the opportunity to help out once more. Um, we were talking about mothers. Mama, I made it. I made it, mama. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, as far as any plugs, I, I really don't have much other than social media. Um, I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Mondo Dondo one M-O-N-D-O-D-O-N-D-O, the number one. So. Thanks again. All right. Appreciate that, Ray. And again, this ain't going to be the last you see this man, Ray Williams, on these streets. I'm still going to have to, like, Sugar Ray's, Sugar Ray's okay, but it's not the best. I'm going to have to figure out a better nickname for Ray as we go forward. Uh, but maybe the audience can, can, can chip in with that, even though that's a dangerous game when you start crowdsourcing nicknames. <laughs> uh, but, Chris, uh, anything you want to plug? I know we got a big show coming up uh, next Saturday, uh, hopefully. With the youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. I know he's got some family stuff popping off. You know, he got got to show love to the fam. But uh, NWA or WrestleNomics, anything else you want to let the people know yeah, about, Chris? Yeah, read my uh, latest WrestleNomics article that I wrote on um, the uh, situation going on with Brittany um, Abrahams and her lawsuit against mm -hmm. WWE. Um, that thing literally took me like 12 to 16 hours to write. Because I had to search a lot of receipts uh, to just make sure <laughs> that it was on the up and up. And um, well, I've been saying on other shows, um, we actually edited it down because I had way more stuff than what I had in that article. Um, but we got it down to like 2,100 words. And um, mm -hmm. it's, it's just fascinating thinking about um, the lack of... Uh, cultural sensitivity that WWE still has in 2023 um, that hasn't completely gone away. So please read that. Definitely check out NWA next week um, because um, I am going to go full 
about that new title. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about a lot of that stuff, man. Um, and you don't want to want to miss that because it's going to be I'm going to talk about we're talking about the draft. All that crap, man. We're going to go full steam into it. Good stuff, good stuff. Be sure to check that brother Chris out at KMEZ Does It on Twitter. And for me, a lot of places you can check me out. Uh, and we might have new people checking us out, Chris, because this is our first episode as an official affiliate of the Multiverse of Color. So shout out to Andy B., the head honcho, the fearless leader of the Multiverse of Color, as well as the other contributors to the site. Uh, so, yes, we are kind of the official sports show of the multiverse of color because to my knowledge we're the only sports show on the multiverse of color which is a great site where you can get all sorts of news and opinions and articles and podcasts about just pop culture and geek culture uh from a lot of various uh talented content creators of all shades you know we you know unlike the wwe we actually listen to the folks of different colors and shades here at the multiverse of color so we are proud to be a part of their network um if you want to hear more from me specifically you can check me out through a multitude of platforms of course as chris mentioned post wrestling is where you can find the nubian wrestling advocates a new episode coming out on march or may 20th um and then the rocky mavia picture show the archives are still up on the post wrestling uh podcast feed and who knows when a new episode of that might drop you know we had the xfl championship game last night so you never know mm -hmm. when i might get inspired to talk about uh the rock i wasn't gonna do it this week though ray because i had money on the dc defenders and they they let me down they let me down bad um choked. they choked yeah they choked they, they they pulled the james harden on these streets um that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but post wrestling is where you can find my wrestling work, uh, along with uh, the main event over at Place to Be Nation with me, Scott Criscola, and Steve Willie. Uh, we just dropped an episode this past Friday, so you can check that out. Uh, if you're into comics and, and superhero stuff, I mentioned Multiverse of Color. I'm part of the Lituation Room with Brittany Monet, Clement Bryant, and Vanessa Shark. Uh, speaking of Mother's Day, shout out to Mama Shark uh, and her, her new little bundle of joy. Um, Mm -hmm. You can check out that at the Multiverse of Color podcast feed. Uh, we do that show, you know, once every month or so. Uh, and then finally, the last thing that I will promote is this, the Kings of Sport. Uh, so, you know, we got a new logo. We're soon to have a new theme song. We got new team members joining the squad. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door for uh countless hours i think maybe two to three hundred hours at this point of audio mm -hmm. video talking about sports politics pro wrestling mcu movies all that good stuff and that's also where you can find the archives of shows like keep it 100 with me and brian mann and the archives of shows like always forward which was a luke cage podcast and of course the archives of the original classic episodes of the Kings of Sport. Like uh, we, we started to put those up on the Patreon feed now. So you can check that out at patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door. If you want to pay more, we won't stop you. Uh, but that is going to bring it into this month's episode of the Kings of Sport. We appreciate y'all for listening uh, and uh, we'll do it again next month. So uh, we're going to go out with a little Mr. T showing love to all the mamas out there. And then we're going to come back and do it like we do it next month. So, 
for the Professor Chris from L.A., for this man, Sugar Ray Williams. That's all we got for this week. We're we, we going to go with it for now. I am the Godfather, Nate Milton. And you've been down with the So long, I forgot how to hit the outro music, Chris. Nah, yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's bad. D-A-double-D-Y, that's ass. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat. Because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! I'm on a new level. I'm on a new level. What?
What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? 